choosing the same. What's popular this year? Let's okay. Last year was Among Us or whatever. This year is this one. It's like so. You're telling me you're gonna go and choose this costume that everybody else has and be lame like them? Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it doesn't bother me either. Uh, but it's just like, yeah, that that same exact thing is kind of yeah. Why well, I'm like, uh, and then uh, I mean, because as a kid, I would have I think uh, like. You know, when we were kids and stuff, or like, I guess, yeah, we were around the Halloween dress-up age kind of thing still. And uh, I would have, I, now you see a bunch of really cool ones like, um, uh, you know, like Master Chief and stuff. Yeah, I would I would have loved that if they did that back then, um, to have like Master Chief, like when you're a kid, to be able to dress up as them. And it's a lot easier to find stuff like that now. But uh, before it was like, okay, you had to actually have like um, abilities to, to make uh, like your own stuff, which was not like feasible, um, for a lot of us. And I remember there was this one, um, company that actually made like a master chief armor. And I remember, I remember I thought it was so badass, but it costs like $3,000, which actually now I think about it, I'm like, it's actually not that bad of a price for what it is, but, um, to be able to, but now it's like, you can get it, uh, like everyone has it. I mean that, you know, it's a lot more accessible now, I guess. Well, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, a lot of the, uh, lots of the cosplayers nowadays, is they just do their full costumes themselves, and then that's how they end up being better than a yeah, lot of this uh, stuff. You use combine. like uh, a specific kind of foam um, padding that's like used in like yoga mats or whatever, and um, uh, depending on like when you heat it up and stuff, it allows you to. Uh, mold it and then it keeps the shape which is kind of cool so yeah i I was looking into that and i thought it was it's pretty cool we should i should i want to plan my costume out but first i need to be in shape i feel like i got Uh, way too fat after quarantine uh, so now i feel like it's like uh what was it we were in mexico went to the mall for a little bit and we're like okay let's go buy some clothes and i was like how about I don't buy clothes because number one, <laughs> I have lots of clothes I can use. I'm just fat right now, so I can't wear them. So mm-hmm. instead of deciding to drop a lot of money on new clothes to fit my fat self right now, why don't I just lose the weight and use the clothes I was using, which I have plenty of nice clothes to use. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, well, I th- I'm going to go the healthier route as well because I need to be healthy f- if I want to live longer as well. So might as well just start working out, uh, which I'm going to start my routine on Monday. Uh, hopefully I just keep it up and that's it. Stay, stay fit again because it's a lot easier to maintain than it is to lose the fat it's always the beginning that's the hardest but maintaining mm-hmm. i was okay maintaining into fucking the covid hit bro covid fucked me my maintenance yeah because I, uh, I, I used to go to the gym like three times a week and i was still able to be happy with how i look now i'm like fuck i'm just a fat ass no <laughs> yeah gotta lose all this extra fat Sitting plus the job that I had was just what sitting down all day without moving, and then and then when I come home I have more work to do on the computer. So it was <laughs> it was yeah. not a good. It's like I go, I sit, I come back, I sit. It's like it's very tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so tiring that, and especially with uh, what you might call it with the quarantine, it was even worse. 
Because I didn't feel like going out either. Uh, but yeah, fuck. Fuck this virus. Fuck this bullshit. But yeah. Well, I think we should probably, I guess we could start the podcast since we're done, done messing around talking about different <laughs> stuff. Okay, Hopefully the uh, the volume is is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, or as best as it can be in this situation. All right. Welcome to Gamers Enclave, the podcast for the gamer in you. Today, your host Gingimo and Light once again. How has Ooh. your how's your week been, sir? Oh, busy, busy as always. Same answer. <laughs> but uh, I'm having uh, uh, the next three Fridays off, so that's pretty good. Um, so we got a company company. Uh, uh, holiday that our CEO gave us, so that was nice. And then I have my re- every other Friday off. So, yep, I'm I'm looking to hopefully get some music done, and uh, yeah, hopefully more podcasts. That sounds fantastic on the vacation part or holiday, yeah. holiday slash vacation, <laughs> um, yeah. or more free time. In other words, <laughs> um, how are you? you? How's that? How's your, how's your week going? Uh, week's going fine. Just been taking care of a few things. Um, little bit of work, little bit of house cleaning, little bit of fixing issues. <laughs> that mm-hmm. are some stuff that I gotta fix, like my car. Having issues with my car lately, so been trying to take care of it since he decided to start overheating randomly. So that's always fun. So now I have to go through the entire procedure of checking why it's overheating so checking the entire cooling system mm, which you, uh, have you started it all yet well um i started revising it and then and then i noticed that it had no uh for some reason it had not much of any sort of liquid inside the coolant oh yeah so that's a... <laughs> so that's a big red sign right there because i it's i normally check it so that's not something i worry too much about but since i left my car just chilling there for a while and then the sun i don't know i guess it ran out of liquid to some degree so so i decided to fill it up and then i haven't really ran it i'm gonna have to flush the uh radiator because I heard that sometimes when the bubbles build up in there, you can, your car can circulate the coolant as efficiently. So you have to flush the air out of there in order for it to work perfectly as well. So I heard mm-hmm. that's another issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, right now my, my fan, like, like, I found a couple things that I need to do. So I, I just have to do it. I didn't get a chance today because I was busy fixing a different car, but that's <laughs> that's, that's an entirely different topic. But yeah, so yeah, I've been busy with lots of things too and lots of cleaning. I, I'm almost done um, with my with one side of the house that I wanted to get finished. So so there's that. Yeah, lots lots of fixing, lots of time-consuming material things that I need to do and not enough time concentrated on content that I should actually be bringing so yeah yeah because um, you were you were on a bit of a little vacation huh like in the last couple of weeks so yeah, yeah. I was in Mexico uh for a few weeks 
nice little break. <laughs> yeah, nice little break from the U.S. of A. And mm-hmm. um, I can tell you, it was nice, nice vacation. Enjoy my time there. Didn't want to leave, but now I'm here. <laughs> uh, I had to leave, obviously. And then, um, but yeah, I don't know. Over there, I, the only thing that I did was uh, watch Squid Games. And a couple of TV shows, since there's no much of a place to play video games over there, besides uh, play. You did more than that. Well, I mean, that, uh, I mean, what when, I, when I'm talking about entertainment, yeah, entertainment-wise, <laughs> yeah. I, I I watched that after I went out to explore <laughs> the beaches of Mexico. I went to like a couple di- like like four or five different beaches. Went to a bunch of like nice, beautiful. Um, well, I think they're called sinkholes, um, uh, in English, but they're basically like, um, yeah, they're like, they're like, um, water, it's like water sinkholes, so you can go get in there. They're called cenotes in Spanish, so, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the beautiful places to go see, and then you could see through the entire water, everything clearly, it's, it's crazy. So if there was some kind of shark or anything that would be down there, you could see it before it kills you. Yeah, so, that's so, always a, that's a plus. So there you go. You, oh, oh, you get to see what eats you if there is yeah. something in there. But and also to avoid it. Yeah, yeah, you know, make sure like or or if you're with somebody that you don't like, you can shove them towards that direction, and then you can use them as bait. Not that I. Yeah, yeah. Not that I condone these actions. It's just you know, in case some of you guys had those yeah. thoughts, I'm sure you could do it. But for those people. I'm just messing around because there's nothing there. It's just like, uh, at most, you might see a fish. Like a little tiny fish, maybe the maximum length would be like two inches. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's the biggest fish I saw, was like around two inches, and I went to like different ones. Um, there were bats uh, because they're caves and stuff, so like you could hear the bats on the little on little holes in the of the sinkholes so you could sometimes hear the bats just chilling in there mm. oh yeah lots i went to see if i keep going i went to see too much stuff man <laughs> because yeah. i also went to check out some of the uh one of the seven wonders uh chichen itza you know which is the mayan um the mayan one of the mayan's biggest um cities to be built oh, wow. yeah so I went to see a couple of those as, uh, as well. Went to different archaeological sites, which was really awesome. Took lots of pictures. Um, but so yeah, lots of stuff to do in those vacations. Not enough time, because like mm. I said, there's there's a lot. <laughs> That's just a few, the few highlights I, I I would want to share for for the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I do wanna talk about today is like I know Halloween's coming and I wanted to actually recommend some video game titles that I've been checking out and are worth playing this Halloween if you have not played it. I think I mentioned in the last podcast but um, Visage it has surpassed my expectations of of horror. So if you, right now I know they have it on sale on the PlayStation Store for twenty two seventy four, and they might have some on Steam. Uh, I just need to double check that. And then I'm sure on the thing on the Xbox or the it has the Game Pass on there. So if you have the Game Pass on the Xbox, you get to play it. 
Um, honestly, for the 2274, it's an indie game. It's a bit rough when it comes to some animations. Like sometimes you're walking through a door and let's say you're holding a tool and the tool can get stuck on the, if the door closes on you or something. <laughs> so like, so you'll see the, uh, the tool be like sticking out through the wall or like through the door. Um, it has a little, f it's, it's a few glitches here and there, but the, at you know, uh, the atmosphere is great. If that was an EA thing, they would call that a feature. <laughs> oh, uh, you mean Bethesda? I was gonna say Bethesda with yeah, their. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, CD Projekt right had lots of glitches at at the beginning of their titles, and then I don't know if you heard that they are they delayed the PS5, Xbox Series X, Cyberpunk version one more year, and with that one, they also decided to delay the Witcher 3. PS5 and Xbox Series Edition as well, which I think was going to add ray tracing to the game. Mm. So that's kind of... I was a little bit sad about that. Um, because I wanted to play The Witcher 3. Well, finish The Witcher 3 with the next generation console. But I guess I'm going to have to wait another year. It just wasn't meant to be. Wasn't yeah, meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. Um and I just said um, not too long ago, I just purchased the, uh, the the game of the year edition of The Witcher Three, and I was like, and I'm sure it'll come with that unless they they offer it as a DLC or something. But well, um, they they yeah, did I, say that if you own the whatever version, if you bought the PS4 version or you bought the uh, if you already own it, you get a free upgrade. This is okay. what I heard for at least when it comes to The Witcher. And I, I also think that's the same thing that came with uh, with uh, Cyberpunk. So if you bought the PS4 version, you'll eventually get the PS5 version for free. Same thing with Xbox. Mm. Um, if you own a Switch, well, get a better console. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, but yeah, the Switch can't handle that game. Most of the, most of the computers can't handle that game due to not being optimized. So don't, don't feel bad. Switch is also a fun system. Depending on what you're playing. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, so let me go back to the horror games real quick since um I was talking about Visage. Mm -hmm. So if you if you guys played the PT demo, this is the closest thing you can get to it. I, I don't know if I said this in the last podcast. I don't remember. But if I did, well, let me repeat it. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it it's a very... It's a very mind-trippy game that you guys would really enjoy, especially if you want to play with people. I was, um, because the other people also got scared when I was playing this game. I was showing it uh, to a couple friends, and then they were all, like, jumping. Um, they were like, whoa! <laughs> and then a couple screams, because some of them were girls. Um, so guys, that, you know, guys can scream, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, if you're a guy that screams, you know... Uh, <laughs> good luck to you. Hopefully, hopefully you won't ever need to rely on not being able to scream ability. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I and then uh, and then you know everyone screams for a reason or two. So, but yeah, like uh, I got a couple screams in playing the game and. I even got a couple. I I got scared a few times. Like uh, they got me 
they got me good like for example like you're you're like um with us like you go downstairs and you go and then you you see a car right there because you're in the garage so you go into the garage from a upper floor to the bottom floor and when you're walking by somebody's standing right behind the car like you can just see that one someone's just chilling back there watching you walk in front of the car but they're on the dark area and you're on the light area and then um since you can't die in this game to some degree something kills you you can't just go explore the ghosts what the hell they want or they're gonna get you and then um so like the atmosphere that it builds up when something that because you know something unexpected is gonna happen but you don't know what that aspect mm. of surprise is nice. Um, so it brings that little extra extra horror out. So I think you guys would have a great experience if you want to get scared. I'm, I guarantee you're going to get scared at least once. <laughs> uh, I, but more than once, actually. I, I would say I'm not done with the game yet, but I played a good portion of it. It is a puzzle game. So you do have to find you have find clues. There there is no map in case that's something you people are interested in. Sometimes you know when you play like older games like Resident Evil or uh, Silent Hill, you had a map of some sort. Mm-hmm. But this one is more like uh, you just have to memorize the entire thing to yourself in your mind. You have to memorize the house because mm-hmm. if you don't memorize the house or draw yourself a map. Or something to help you out you're gonna get lost because it, it's a it's a feels like a maze the entire house and then different sections are closed off depending like so it, you can also choose which objectives to do first as well so I like that kind of freedom but it does once you pick up a certain objective you have to stay with it until you finish it so you can't be jumping like, oh, I'm going to do this objective. Okay, I'm not going to finish. I'm gonna jump. No, you have to finish the entire um, little story arc of that objective mm-hmm. that you have to do. So it has lots of jump scares and a lot of creepy stuff. Like like if you are walking by, sometimes the radio would turn on and you have to like, God damn it, radio. So you have to go shut it off or the TV starts turning on and off or like it's just... It feels like you are being haunted. So that's the, that's the like, crazy part. And one of the parts is that I thought I was completely safe one time, and then I was not. <laughs> and that one got me, like, pretty good. I was like, oh, what the? I thought I was safe. And uh, and I was like, man, that's that sucks. Because I wasn't safe at all, I guess. Uh, because it's funny in this game, like, your health, your mental health, it's represented by a little brain on the bottom left corner and it turns red and the more red it gets the more like you become like a schizophrenic fanatic or like you become a schizo <laughs> yeah so you your your uh, your mental state starts to deteriorate and then more creepy stuff starts to happen more uh, horror stuff like more doors are closing by themselves you hear noise upstairs like someone's walking around like, it gets pretty intense in some parts. And so, yeah, I def- I think that is my, my number one title to recommend this for for uh, Halloween. If you haven't played it, check Visage out. And another game that I I, I think I told Jinjimo to play, Devil Within 2 is just a beautiful game. 
do yourself if you have some time play that game as well uh, hopefully you played the first one and if you haven't yeah Devil Within 2 is a great horror game although it's not gonna be as scary as Visage but it is a great um, horror game just in general like some crazy uh, crazy set pieces happen and a lot of like what the fuck moments are in that game and the story is pretty good pretty good yeah I remember um, I, if I can recommend any of course like although it's an older game uh, definitely Alien Isolation that was probably one of the one of the best like horror-ish games that I've played that really kept me uh, guessing um, it just was I mean and also I'm all for the whole space horror genre you know um, definitely revisiting some of like like the Dead Space uh, games like some of the old ones I feel like you just you can't go wrong with going to some of the old classics although it might be the, the most uh, new um, those have always been like some real tried and true uh, games and then I, I suppose some of the newer ones uh, with Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 remake I've been definitely looking forward to trying those out um and i see them on on sale every so often i think i had recently seen one um where you can get the uh, resident evil 2 and 3 on sale for like i don't think it was like 40 bucks or something uh for both of them but then now when i went to look for it it <laughs> no longer available so hopefully um you know it comes back on uh sale uh closer to halloween i think that'd be a perfect opportunity for anybody that hasn't i've heard a lot of good uh good things i know uh like you've played them right the uh, resident evil 2 and 3 oh yes yes resident evil 2 and 3 were were fantastic uh i i mean obviously a lot of people didn't like 3 just because it's shorter but mm -hmm. i guess people forget how short the original resident evil 3 was like it was shorter than resident evil 2 originally as well so this is why i to me like, I already knew that the game was going to be shorter, so it didn't really bother me. But, you know how people can be. They're like, oh, yeah, it should be uh, it should be as long or longer than the other one because it's a sequel. And I'm like, I understand, but it's kind of difficult to some degree just because they don't know what else to add to the game. Even though, yeah. they, even though they changed some of the story on Resident Evil 3 to the original um but yeah that's that's another that's another thing and by the way for some reason my headset decided to die in the middle of the conversation so oh, no. so then then i started hearing like you were just started talking so i, I was like oh, okay so he's talking about resident evil 2 it's in a little catch-up right there um yeah so i i had uh i had recommended um alien isolation for sure yeah and then you know just some of the ones that i've played in dead space like those were those were my go-to Halloween games. Um, some that I've even played outside of, you know, the spooky time of year and I've always thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I know also, and this is more of throwbacks, but um, there's also, there is um, like Penumbra, like those series that eventually, I think one of them was, um, um, there was one uh, that the developers of Penumbra um eventually i think it was uh is it amnesia series or is that yeah, a different studio yeah, yeah that's the same uh so it's the same developer yeah. as amnesia um and i think there was uh um, something that they recently brought out i can't remember if it um i and when i mean recent probably in the last two years um but yeah that's a pretty good series as well 
And then, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, what I actually like to do is when it comes to horror games, that's when I like to check out some indie games because uh, they tend to do it a little different sometimes. And those are the ones that usually get the most popular, actually, like, um, you know, Slender Man and all that stuff and Five, Night at, Five Nights at Freddy's and stuff like that. Those are um, those are all kind of like the small developers, but they they tend to deliver some pretty interesting experiences. They're not afraid of going outside of the what you're used to. And I feel like um, that's really goes hand in hand with the horror genre when you, um, you know, you don't know what to expect. <laughs> you know, you're just, I guess, are used to the larger uh, teams putting together these games. And it's nice to have a, to play a, a game that's uh, really out, out of the ordinary. Um, so, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, those two games that you mentioned, I tried them and I couldn't care for them at all. I don't know why people, I mean, people like Fred, like uh, Friday Night at Freddy's or whatever. And I, mm-hmm. and I played like, to me, as a horror fan, I just, I don't know, it's uh, it's just boring, <laughs> especially because yeah, the story no, to know. me is like, I don't know, people, I know people are not, it's not a popular opinion about those games, I know that has a big following and it has a bunch of people love them, but to me it's just, okay, I under, the premise is kind of cool, at first, I thought, you know, like, you're the employee waiting there, have to stay in the night, and um, just have to keep your camera on, so you have to hide or whatever when they show up. And, I mean, I, I understand, but I guess, to me, like, I like a more intricate story when it comes to horror. Like, I don't want to just... The only aspect of the game is just anticipation for um, jump scares, Right? Because that's what that game is to me. It's just, okay, just the anticipation you, you, you get right there until they pop up. And then you get a little scared. And I'm like, okay, I understand. But I want something more more trippy, more crazy, more uh, more intricate. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, if you guys, I know people are going to like that game. And lots of people love it. But just for me, I, that one never did it. I could never like be like, okay, this is something I really want to play. Um, unfortunately, because I heard great things about it, but when it came down to it, I just, I guess it wasn't for me at all. Um, yeah, I, I, I never was really into it myself. I tried it, um, and it's really so. I know, yeah, like, like I, I feel like um, the audience, or at least the people that really got into it, are like when, when people that play it with groups. So like, you know, you all get jump scared during a sleepover or something, you know, like it, it seemed like the, the people that were interested were like kind of younger. Um, and I don't know, it, it, it tend to, um, and it also was like YouTubers were playing it. So it's like, it's one of those social games and I'm, I'm not much of a social person. So I don't really, uh, I, I like single player games and stuff. Um, and the, yeah. So when it comes to, I, I'm, I agree with you. I like the, the stories where they're, uh, really um, well put together and it's like a slow paced game like I know there's a lot of complaints about games oh this beginning is taking so long and stuff and I'm I really like for example uh, Red Dead um, you know Red Dead Redemption 2 that one was uh, even though it was a very uh, long beginning and intro and a lot of people complained about it like that was probably one of my favorite parts was how well they set up you know those kind of the things sure. we can also I guess, mention Red Dead Redemption the um the first one because uh there was an expansion for it that was all about halloween oh stuff. yeah the undead nightmare which was awesome yeah. 
Um, Which it's awesome, but the problem with it is um, it on the you can get it on console. So I had it on Xbox, uh, and it was legit um, glitched. Like you couldn't actually finish the game. Really? Um, at a point, yeah. And so nobody, I think, after either a patch or just nobody in general on the Xbox could ever get like actually finish it. Oh, that's a, um, I had it on the PS3. I, I didn't have that issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So um, so I because uh, I I. It was one of those, because I was waiting for the X, um, so I got the Xbox One, and then I wanted to play through all the other originals, so I went and bought the, you know, the, I think it was the DLC of it, or the, not the DLC, but the um, digital version of the mm -hmm. game and stuff, and I uh, I wanted to experience all that right before the Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, and so, yeah, unfortunately, it was... Uh, oh, that sucks. Well, yeah, but, um, yeah, hey. so that one... Maybe yeah. one day you replay it on uh, PC or something, and maybe oh, no. it works I, there. I don't see myself ever going back to it. No? <laughs> oh, sure. okay. It's way too long of a game. I, it's a great game, but, like, in, in the expansion, like, it was interesting. But, oh, oh, for example, one of the glitches in it um, was actually, I thought it was just because the game was being, like, I don't know, crazy and stuff. And so what, what happened was I went into this forest, and there was all these dead people, right? Like, um, but they didn't have any heads. And so they were running around like in mobs. And then I found out towards the end when I when I when I got to the point where it started glitching, that actually they were all supposed to have heads. <laughs> it just wasn't rendering them. So um, and they weren't actually dead people. They were just uh, random mobs of uh, <laughs> NPCs that were spawning, and they looked like um, like dead people or some or something. I don't know. But they they were supposed to have heads basically. And but I thought it was like the coolest thing i was like whoa this is insane i've never seen this done before bunch of headless bodies they're walking around but they're talking normal like it's like this this uh dlc is just next level and, um, <laughs> next level all right yeah and they have, like, the, the if the next thing. level was on your way down <laughs> yeah it was so yeah that sounds funny no but yeah <laughs> i i didn't experience any of that i just remember really enjoying enjoying it it was it was just something fun to play that was not taking itself too seriously, which is why I liked about the expansion. Because they also yeah. did it like as a standalone thing, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, Red Dead Redemption is, is fantastic. It's number one, number two. And if you played the... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many people played the actually uh, Undead Nightmare one, but th that was pretty good too. As if that sucks for you, those experiences can definitely ruin a, a, a good <laughs> game nonetheless. Yeah, um, also, another game that, you know, I know we were talking a little bit about um, indie games. Uh, Blair Witch, the video game, is actually pretty decent. Obviously, again, it's a horror game. So, we're in Halloween, so if you're trying to get spooky, this is one of those games that you can also play with people. Because it's kind of like The Visage. Uh, it's a first person. Um, it's a puzzle game, too. I think I talked a little about it uh, last week. Um... But I, yeah, but anyways, I, you know, it's coming up, so check, check it out too, the Blair Witch, if you have, and right now, the reason I'm mentioning these games is because they're on sale, uh, they're gonna have sales this week, and I'm sure they're gonna have sales on the weekend, like a Flash, uh, Halloween sale, so it's a great, oh, yeah. so it's a great time to look at video game sales right now, uh, and obviously, I'm the kind of person who, if I see a video game that's on sale, that's pretty cheap, I'll, I'll probably end up buying it. Like I under uh, right now, I hadn't bought the Blair Witch games, be just because I was playing it on the Game Pass, 
And right now, if I wanted to purchase it on the uh, on the Halloween sale, it's eight ninety nine, so it's nine dollars. Um, yeah. So that's a great price if you want to jump into something like this and you're not sure if you're gonna really enjoy it, but you're gonna get enough fun at least to get scared this Halloween, right? Like yeah. you, you can get you can get spooked enough to make those eight nine dollars worth it. That's it, you know, because that's what people go spend and go see a movie, right? Eight nine dollars. Um, so it's a great way to spend a um, couple of hours on Halloween getting scared. <laughs> and yeah. um, I don't know. I kind of don't want to recommend Outlast just because it's a little bit older. Maybe there was a, a newer Outlast, but if you haven't played it, you know, I I really enjoy the first Outlast specifically uh, more than the second one. I don't know if did you get to play all of them. I, I don't remember if you told me that you did. Sorry. No, my my wife played the first one. I haven't played any of them, so. Oh okay. Yeah, can't talk to it. Yeah, yeah. The first one is pretty good. Um, it, it brings that adrenaline rush to you, especially if you uh, people come like chase you. So that one is more like about uh cat and mouse game, which is why like I liked some aspect of it, but the cat and mouse game kind of um after a little bit, I kind of get little tired of the same formula to some degree mm-hmm. Be- because I, I think on the second one the reason that I didn't like it as much is because of that like there's a bigger area so mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you can just go from one cat and mouse little section to the right right next to the other one like right away so it always feels like you have to be like uh, hiding and I mean I guess it makes sense but that's how those games are are and and then I dis I still like the second one, but I just like the first one when you when it feels more confined to some degree. Um, also, the idea is fresher, and normally when the idea is fresher, you get less um, tired of the same formula. I guess uh, that's yeah. that's another another aspect of it. <clears throat> but yeah, so right now, like I guess the only thing I could say to finish my recommendations um, is just to stay. Stay looking at the sales for Halloween because it's always sales. I think you said the Resident Evil games, right? Right now they're all on sale on the PlayStation Store. Um, so feel free to check out the prices. See if, if there's any of those that you might want to check out. And I do want to repeat, Jinjimo, uh, that you guys should play the second remake. That's the one that I would say is my favorite Resident Evil game thus far. Um, the well, remake. What's the resonate? What is it on sale for? Uh, oh, you want the exact price? Okay, well, you need to give me one <laughs> second. Less than fifty dollars. <laughs> no, oh yes, it's that. It's way less than fifty dollars. Um, okay. <laughs> right now their sales are are really good. If you want me to give you a specific numbers, just give me one second. Um, mostly because since I own this game, it's not showing me the price, so I have to uh, uh, log out I- and then. Um, and then see what the price is without being logged in, just so I could mm-hmm. see the, 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 the prices correctly. Cause it says safe. It says safe up to seventy-five percent, right? So right now, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Two Remake is sixteen dollars, fifteen ninety-nine on the PlayStation Store. So that's sixteen dollars that you get to play this remake, and I think it's a great price for sixteen dollars. I I would pay it. Then again, I love the game. I would give it like a like a nine out of ten uh, for mm-hmm. me. And then they also do have the bundle 
that includes Resident Evil 2 and 3 for $32. So, awesome. See, that's what I was looking for, and I guess I didn't see it for some reason. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that one is called Raccoon City Edition. Um, in case yeah. Maybe okay. that's why you couldn't find it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll pick those up then. Yeah. So, and then there's also, if you play, if you wanted for some reason the classic Resident Evil games, they have the Resident Evil Triple Pack, which includes Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 for 19.63. So each game, roughly like uh, $10. Or no, sorry, way less than ten dollars. I was thinking thirty for some reason. <laughs> so <laughs> each game, what nineteen dollars? Like around, um, I would say like six, six fifty mm-hmm. or something like that each, roughly. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty good price uh, for for those games if that's what you like. But yeah, pick up those res uh, the Resident Evil bundle. I think that's a pretty good price. It's a decent price for both, just because, um, yeah, they're great games too, so I would highly recommend them. And they also have the Evil Within on sale, but <clears throat> I think that one's is twenty. That one's twenty dollars in number two. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you guys um, <clears throat> want to spend twenty. I would say twenty dollars good price, uh, and I I bought it for twenty five, so. I, I you know I took I took the dive a little bit more pricier and I really enjoyed it. And the reason that I say I took the dive is because if you play this game, um, it's a little reference to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Let's see. And then uh, on sale, another game I was looking into. If you um, if you like Castlevania or Metrovania games, uh, Bloodstain: Ritual of the Night. Is basically, uh, I believe he was the original creator of Castlevania, or or a person who was involved in a Castlevania hit. It might have been the um, what is the one with Alucard? Oh man, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, mm-hmm. Symphony of Nights. Sorry, not the Night. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's because this one's called uh, Ritual of the Night. So I was just, I got my words mixed up a little bit trying to think and read this title at the same time but <clears throat> either way um i played it on the xbox game pass i think it's all right but that's if you're looking for that and lots of uh, halloween stuff by dead by daylight have you played that game recently by the way not recently but um i my wife and i did play it uh probably a month ago okay well if you want to play do let me know because i've been meaning to play <laughs> that game i just haven't Obviously, because I wasn't around either. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah. Um, but as for horror games that are worth purchasing or picking up, you know, check out the Resident Evil series, Visage. I think Visage is like $23. But I would still, like, I would say if you had to spend money on one game, it would be that one right now. Um, that's if you're looking for a primary a scary horror recommendation, of course. If you mm. want something more action or something more high quality, I I would say I would say jump on Resident Evil uh, remakes if you haven't played them. I would recommend the new the new Resident Evil game, The Village, as well. But that's obviously if you're willing to spend uh, forty dollars, which is a lot a lot higher. Right here, this is gaming on the budget. <laughs> so yeah, no, I. 
yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, that's those are good. Um, for me, I'm probably going to do Resident Evil 2. And if I have any time, do 3 this this uh, this Halloween. Maybe I'll keep uh, Resident Evil 3 for next Halloween. So. Hey, maybe <laughs> you... Have- Maybe you could do both on the same day. You could. Those are games that you can't beat that quick, though. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that. Well, that's unfortunate. If it's that. that quick. Well, I just mean because um, I don't know if you know that those games kind of like Metal Gear Solid. You know how you have those uh, speed runners. You, those, this game is designed to uh, play it fast too. So oh, yeah. that's what I mean, by the way. <laughs> like you could actually oh, yeah. rush yeah. through it if you if you wanted to, because uh, yeah. these are the kind of games that um, they make him for it. It's funny because mm-hmm. my brother he didn't know that on Resident Evil Two, after you beat it, you unlock um, special agent uh, Hunk. You remember yeah. you remember him or or no? No, I don't. Oh, okay. So a special agent Hunk. He's um he is from Resident Evil 2 and he is a little bit of a side side story which I thought like once you beat the like once you beat the original um you kind of get to see his aspect and he's he's basically one of the uh, members of the Umbrella Corporation who who infiltrates uh, Raccoon City as well um but the great thing about him is that He's badass. Like, like, uh, so they, they actually put him into the Resident Evil 2 remake, so I thought that was fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Little, little Easter egg for at least pe- for us, who the original fans who, uh, who unlocked it and played it. Oh man, it's great. <laughs> so, so you'll, you'll get to see it if you, if you don't remember it at all. Um, that's gonna be a fun surprise for you. I, uh, hopefully you like it. I know it's, it's gonna be a little more challenging than the main game, though. Because uh, it's like a little, it's like a side mission, I would say, that you get to play. <clears throat> but yeah, man. But yeah, video games. I think that that's that's a good um, good list for now because I'm gonna keep looking though for you guys, for the listeners that if you wanna play something scary, I'll figure some. I'm gonna have more recommendations next week. But for now, I I believe these are the best best things to play for Halloween especially if you depending on your needs right so that that's another another thing if you guys are more into the Five Nights at Freddy stuff that stuff is is good if you enjoy it it's just not for everybody I think um, but but I guess that that's a very general thing right uh, lots of games <laughs> have their following if I'm not mistaken um Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's ones that we, you know, hold in high acclaim and people there's people that can't stand them, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know I was uh I think I was I was actually talking with one of my friends recently or not recently, it was probably about three months four months ago, but um yeah, I was surprised. He was not a fan of uh the Witcher Witcher three series or anything. Like he wasn't um he couldn't understand the hype on it or something. Like he never played it or anything. He wasn't really interested in playing it. It's like the Witcher series is, I mean, it, it really is, I guess it really depends. Uh, or, or games that we've played, like I've sunk tons of hours in like Minecraft or whatever. Um, you know, I know quite a few people that would never touch it, but um, yeah, it's, it, if anything, games like that have really opened my eyes to like, well, maybe I should give it a shot. Um, you know, there's, I've been trying to be more, more open with games that I play. 
but yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's very true. Uh, I would, at least to me, I try to play everything, which is kind of a curse to me, because sometimes I want to play the best of everything, right? So it's like the best first person, the best puzzle game, and stuff like that, and then, and then, and then you end up with an endless backlog that you're not gonna finish in this lifetime. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that is like what I what I actually I found out what I actually enjoy are games that um, have a really strong like uh, background of like lore, like the stories and everything. Mm. And um, I definitely like if they have a whole book series that are um, about them uh, or you know all that stuff. I I tend to actually go in and and I'll I'll read them and and get an idea like if if the idea if the the general my first take of it it seems interesting then yeah i'll give the books a try and then get like really you know in the story and everything um because i feel like that really helps with uh you know just the the general like uh, immersion of the games because i feel like immersion is such an important thing in video games um and you don't necessarily have to be immersed in a it doesn't have to be a story that immerses you um, it could also be gameplay, like gameplay can be immersive, like for example, in VR or just, um, how like a, a game handles its interactions with the world when you're in it, um, can be immersive. So whenever there's something that really makes you feel like you're tied to the game, um, I'm always interested in it, whether it be story or mechanics, but, uh, yeah. And I, like with the whole world of Warcraft series, I've been going through reading all the books, uh, just because, I mean, I spent so many years playing the game um i knew there was all this lore based around it i figured hey hell i'll just try it out and and you know um see what it's like and and uh i think i'm like almost done there's like i don't know 30 something books or something <laughs> so um yeah that that's really told me never never really like discredit a game um especially when it has a huge unless you try it first you know Especially when it has like a huge um, lore background thing to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I actually am finding myself more interested in the the books than I am in the game. <laughs> so it's like, okay, the the lore itself is 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 the thing that would probably have me come back to play the the newest expansion. So. You you know you just made me think of a friend that I have that um, he doesn't care about anything fantasy like movies like he doesn't care to see any movies that have to do with any kind of fantasy world at all like if if he has like dragons or anything no he doesn't care like he 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 wants just like he likes just watching movies based on real life for example he loves all the war movies like he watches all of those or like um only live events that's kind of what I was thinking right now. I was like, yeah. I mean, if you don't like The Witcher 3, it has to be for some reason like that. that you That's something that you just don't care for. Because yeah, yeah. one thing that I would want to say that The Witcher 3, um, biggest complaint that I heard, I think, is that the that the gameplay isn't, isn't the best. But then again, it's an RPG, right? So it's like, it's kind of hard. Like I don't think they have a um, master completely RPG with um, action, and the closest one to that, in my opinion, has been Bloodborne. Um, in this aspect of making it more 
RPG, but it, it, it's not a full RPG, right? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like give and take on, on the kind of games that you want to play RPG like. Because to me, they are RPGs, but they're like uh, the older um, arcade RPGs. I don't even remember back in the day with Dungeons and Dragons on the arcades. Um, I don't know if you ever got a chance to experience those kind of games out there um, on the arcades where you get to pick a character and you write your name and you put a quarter and it kind of saves you information too. So like if you go back and play, you can eventually beat it. Um, yeah, it just reminds me of like an evolution of those games. So like, I was like, oh man, I love this kind of like uh, role-playing game. But when it comes to The Witcher, it's a lot, a lot to do also with your decisions and just, it's just different, right? Uh, different yeah. kind of an RPG. So... But, well, yeah, you gotta think of what what does RPG stand for? Just role playing, man. Yeah, yeah, role role playing game, right? Yep. So that that kind of originally, when they talked about game, actually meant like um, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, as in like yep. it's a board game kind of thing, and um, that was the best way of uh, you know they could explain it and everything. And um, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, it really took on, and if you think about like, okay, the rule, like, yeah, it's very vague. You can play as um, like another person, or you can play as yourself. Like you're playing a role in a game, um, whether it be like another person, like you're playing as a person, or you're playing as a person, like as yourself in that situation. Um, yeah, really, it's a really vague kind of broad um, uh, term, and so. You can really categorize a lot of games as RPGs, technically, but um, most m- most modern uh, games consider themselves RPGs if there's like a, a point-based skill system yep. or something. Like that. So um, yeah, but it's it's interesting to think of all the other options. The other um, I feel I like guess, like 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 a genre needs to be created, like because everything is an RPG to some degree nowadays. Like most games. Lots of games are RPGs, like they're like, like you said, because they are considered stat based or number based. Therefore, it's just RPG, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, there has to be a better word for this kind of genres that are not just um, a like, oh, okay, like Borderlands, right? Like, Team Borderlands considered RPG, right? But at the end of the day, to me, it's not enough on an RPG to be like, okay, this is a, this is like. Uh, like The Witcher or Skyrim or Oblivion, right? More in depth. It's just different or Fallout. Um, you know, plenty of RPGs out there too. Mm-hmm. It's it's just the aspect of them. They're so different. Yet we call them all RPG, right? Okay, that's. I guess maybe I don't know. I feel like it's too too broad of a um of a genre. I feel like some of these need to be more... I don't know. I would want to come up with a new name for specific RPGs, right? Uh, but yeah. I, but I guess... But they go from, like, the closest ones are, like, Action RPG, JRPG. I don't know. Did you know any other acronyms? Well, you can pretty much add, like, for FPS RPG, like a oh. first-person role-playing game. I mean, I think it's just... Uh... It's just a, a way that we can, because, you know, us as people, we love to categorize and organize things by labeling them. So, um, yep. yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of like where, where this sets in. You have to have a, a name for it and a label. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, and really, it's just, it's about um, being able to communicate to, like, how we're communicating. Like, when we say, we see this game, and we're like, yeah, this game is, um, it's some kind of game. I just don't know how to explain it, you know? Instead of saying that, we can say, well, it's an RPG game. And they'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying, you know? So it, it helps in communication. Um, regardless of if it's a proper thing, I think the most important thing is that we can kind of uh, bridge our understanding uh, uh, regardless. But yeah, if we want to go into specifics, yeah, I agree. There can always be like more, uh, like for example, I don't know, a game like Halo, right? Like a game like Halo, you can consider that first and foremost a first person shooter. But you can also consider it um, technically a role playing game because you're playing as the role of Master Chief, although it doesn't necessarily have um, you know, the, or whatever character that you're playing has, um, it doesn't necessarily have the, uh, the, the, the skill base or the skill point system, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Then also you can consider it a multiplayer game. So because of the multiplayer aspect of it, yep. um, you know, there's all sorts of different, different ways of categorizing it. So, well, yeah, I mean, that's just, um, but yeah, I just want I want to differentiate like specifically the RPGs, just because I feel like sometimes they're just all it's all convoluted into yeah. Into uh, I, I guess depending depending on but, uh, like like for example that I, level I, where you're, you're killing the animals. well you know in Half Life Two for example mm. when you're ki- you're going down you're killing all the ant lions and stuff technically you're playing a pesticide game right you're like a, <laughs> uh, you're like a uh, Exterminator, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna break the game down to like specific <laughs> actions like that, but that's that's funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, extermination of. I mean, you were exterminating things, right, all throughout the game. <laughs> yeah, I guess you are exterminating all sorts of things. <laughs> if you want to use the broad definition of extermination. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is hilarious to me right now. Um, <laughs> Hopefully you guys are laughing with us, not at us. Either way, <laughs> we're laughing anyways. <laughs> um, oh man, that's funny. But, dude, I, ch- I, I don't know if any of you guys have been looking to buying video cards, but I've been looking recently, and seems like there might be some kind of civilization to be able to get one. <clears throat> just, if you do want one, just gotta check every day. I think that's... That's going to be a key feature for you guys. But there is some hope. Don't be paying no scalpers for your shit. No, I'm just kidding. Do whatever yeah, you want. Seriously. It's your own money. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, it, it's, and soon it'll be theirs too, the scalpers. <laughs> you're right. Uh, you but, do... uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, you guys do you. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting too. Uh, man, like I... So I know we don't really talk much. Well, I guess it's it's technology but like rec- the recent um because i was considering putting together like a computer and everything uh and then of course the whole um shortage and stuff kind of changed my mind on that for the time being and then I- another thing that recently happened to kind of i don't know like make me think is um i know like uh the recent reveal the apple reveal like with the new m1 because uh, i i rant and rave about it all the time but like the new m1 uh pro and max that came out and i know I, I personally probably wouldn't upgrade to it because there's really no need for the purposes I use it, but it really makes me consider like, man, uh, 
it would be really I'm li really looking forward to seeing the the performance capabilities of it um, and also compared to like it'd be really interesting to see the future of where they're going with that and whether um, I mean I it seems like Apple has always been at least in the last like 10 years been really focused on production uh, stuff like productivity and not so much gaming but I mean it'll it'd be really interesting to see where they where they go with this although it's it's so expensive but the same time, like there are still some games that play on it, uh, and it'll be really interesting to see the performance-wise. But um, I feel like there's something really interesting going on, um, at least in you know, in that spec, uh, the whole um, I guess that area of of, of the computer world um, to see where what ends up happening. Just because, and it's funny how a lot of their, even though they're not specifically um, uh, focusing on gamers and stuff, and they're more looking at like people that are doing like uh, machine learning and, um, you know, video editing and stuff that is really high demand. Um, these computers are, you know, regardless, really powerful things being able to, you know, be shoved into some small like packages, but at, not only that, but currently it seems like it's the only um, computers that are available <laughs> opposed to like the ones that hopefully will be coming up in the market. Um, Shoot! Now, but, right now, lots yeah, of laptops great. are sold out, man. All the all the better laptops that I've seen, yeah. and if they're not sold out, they're extremely expensive too. It's like goddamn. Yeah, it's like we're you're just kind of stuck with. Uh, I mean, I I would still I would still recommend the the M1 Max, but the only thing is I would not want it to be my only computer, which is really a a, a no like a um. I have a. There we go. Um, sorry, whenever I say computer, um, my Alexa thing freaks out. Um, so I would definitely like as much as I like it, I would not let uh, I would not want that to be my only computer because I mean, yeah, I do a lot more than music production and other stuff on it um, in programming and stuff. And I it's just crazy. So, of course, that would probably turn off a lot of people um, definitely have a Windows computer somewhere uh, at your at your um, disposal, because otherwise I don't think it uh it would be very easy to do much of, um, I mean, it, the flexibility is just so, so nice to it, have. It, it, I think, I think honestly, it's really depends on the use you're going to give it. Like that, that should always be your decision factor when it comes to this, right? Because if you wanted to be like, okay, I just want to play games on my computer and Mac is going to be fine, but you really want a Windows computer because of everything that it has. It just has more at that moment. Uh, if you're going to use it for music production and then some kind of editing and the computer is strong enough, I mean, Macs do a fantastic job on that as well. Um, just got to factor in the price on them. And then the same thing for the gaming one. It's like, how much do you want to spend on your on your computer that might only last you two, three hours when you're gaming, right? If it's not plugged in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's just you just have to make a correct decision on what you really want it for and if you want kind of like um one that all in all like i think the only one that will always fit that would it be just make sure it's your budget right it's within your budget because you can get some good stuff on the macs and you can get some good stuff on the the windows just figure out the kind of software you're going to use mostly and go with what benefits that at the end of the day, I think that's the best decision you can make for yourself. And if you just want to have it all, hey, get yourself a Mac and a Windows PC, and then you're <laughs> good to go. It's like the best combo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you wanna, 
have access to both for different reasons like um I, you know, argument, I have a little bit of both. <laughs> that argument could always be um, said that, like, well, the money that you could have spent on, let's say, an even better system on one or the other um, could end up, you know, you could have always spent. So it's like, unless you can afford, like, the best of the best for both, like, that is such a, uh, I guess, a really excessive use of uh, money. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> To me, like, it's like, that's why I can't justify to upgrade every year for my phone. It's like, dude, I just got this phone. This phone is so expensive. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay full price for it because I, I did like a training. Besides that, it's like, goddamn, I paid this much for this phone. And then next year, they're going to have a phone better than this phone. And the year after mm-hmm. that, they're going to have another one. And it just never ends because they're like, they're like, hey, buy our new phone. Check this out. It's a new phone. New phone. Yeah. Look yeah, at this price. Oh man, and the price is like that's yeah. why. Oh man, that's what kills me. Just looking at those prices. That's why when you um, the new Pro, MacBook Pro, uh, whatever with the Mac One. All right, was it <clears throat> the M1 chips? I was like those prices. Oh my lord. Like I, I don't think I. I mean, there's a market for them because if they're able to still put those prices that high. And they have success because they keep making the models. I mean that that they they do have a market that pays that much. And I'm over here like, man, that is so expensive for me. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and but you know it's crazy because I I was dreading to see that news. Like, okay, I know they're gonna come out. I, I think I what I thought it was gonna be would be M the M two. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna like. I know I'm probably gonna instantly regret that I bought, you know, it so early and everything. But then when I saw the price, because I bought, I think mine. Uh, well, so with with M1 that I have, um, it would have it would have been still more expensive to purchase it straight out with the new M1, like the M M1 Pro or whatever, because it's like, in order to have it somewhat similar as far as um, storage and all that other stuff, it would have cost like. $3,000 of a laptop. And um, my other option to be able to get something that I would actually be willing to uh, upgrade to would have been the, the M1 Max. And um, that one would have cost after trade-in, even if I um, went and bought or sold it, uh, well, with trade-in, they only wanted $9,000, which is half of what my computer's worth. But um, Wait, they would have... Uh, did you say 9000 or sorry, 900. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on a second. You no, say 9K, holy crap. It would have been $900. Well, still, it would have been $900 trade-in, but I could probably sell it for like 1500 Oh, eBay. yeah. yeah. But um, even with that selling, it would have cost like $3,000. So I'm like, yeah, this is... Um, or no, sorry, it would have cost $2,300. So yeah, with that said, like, man, that's a lot of money for like... Um, a, uh, it's basically buying like two two laptops but technically it's supposed to be like uh 10 times as powerful or whatever i don't know like the the max but like then that's when i kind of stopped i was like wait a second what am i actually using this laptop for uh-huh. um so you know I'm, I'm doing music production and then i'm doing some programming on it uh, maybe some game edit um game stuff and uh realistically like i haven't seen any bottleneck yet so i think i'll be fine with you know what i have so that's when i just kind of talked myself down from it it's like yeah i'll just keep this and then wait until the actual m2 comes out and then maybe i'll upgrade or if i hit a bottleneck then 
but still like part of me is like, well, you know, my, my job, you know, they're going to be given bonuses soon. Boys, <laughs> the you know? justification just voice coming out. The little yeah. angel on your shoulder. They're like, yes, do it. Yeah. You know, you want to come on. Yeah. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. I need to know when, when I have enough, like it's, and it's really, Flick sad, them away. not that, today. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, there's some people that don't have that internet monologue. They don't have that, um, you know, like, I guess, voice in their head saying, um, is this enough? Like, is this what we, is this all you need? Or, or do you need something bigger and better like every year? And, and there's people that purchase those regardless if they can afford it or not. Like, yeah, if they can totally afford it and stuff. Um, Some of them go still... like, okay, I'm just going to pay 25, 50 bucks a month. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. For the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's true. There's people that do that. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's a little, a little crazy. I don't, I, I start finding myself like, okay, what is actually, like, what am I actually looking to get, get out of this? I mean, technically I could make use of it, like the full power of like the new one, but, um, as, as where I'm now, it's like the amount of time I have to actually do the stuff that actually demands power out of it. And I think most people, unless you use it as like a professional thing, I, I figured if, unless I'm working on my, on that laptop for like full time for at least like, I don't know, eight hours a day, six hours a day or something like that. I don't think I would ever really reach the full potential or like the full bottleneck of it. Um, or not bottleneck, but I wouldn't reach the limit um, to where, I mean, at least anytime soon, um, unless I really wanted to push it for with like some kind of rendering stuff. But I, I don't really do any of those real intensive things. It's really just primarily um, running a bunch of uh, channels in Ableton and, and stuff. And even then there's ways of, uh, oh, they recently, they have the recent, um, for any music production in, interests out there that are listening, um, they also have... Uh, Ableton Live, and that also have a Mac M1, you know, or have a uh, M1 laptop. But um, yeah, Ableton has released a native uh, support. It's in beta, and so soon, hopefully, it'll be. Uh, I mean, you can jump on that, or you can go um, and wait. Just wait. But that that's pretty big deal. Um, so there's going to be even more. So pretty much, it went, it goes supposedly goes from like really fast to blazing fast kind of thing um, when it comes to the being what it what ableton's able to do so uh or when i say ableton i mean ableton live um a lot of people call it ableton but the program itself is actually called live but i guess ableton sounds better so people just call it ableton uh, but that's the company <laughs> that's funny i mean so, uh, yeah. yeah so yeah that um that's something i guess to let people know but yeah i it's just and, and then the same could go for any other computer you know like um the only thing, what's really interesting about the like video games in general is that uh, really you always, you know, it's like you're always expecting to get the best. Like you're always wanting to get the best out there. Uh, but you really, you really don't need to, but it nope. will like make things run faster. But they, the, the people selling you the graphics cards and the games and stuff, they don't want to tell you that. Yeah, they'll put the minimum stuff and the recommended and everything, but... Um, you know, they kind of expect everybody's going to want the best. And, and unfortunately, like, we're so uh, predisposed to just wanting the best. Like, oh, we we're always told and raised that we deserve the best. Yes. Instead of being <laughs> just like, uh, yeah, instead of just being like, you know what? Um, I can make do with just like mediocre because that's all I really need. 
um, for a lot of stuff, you know, like, you know, there's, it's, it's almost to the point where you gotta like stop and, and cause we're, we live in such an indulgent, like everything indulges us. Everything's like commercial. And when it comes down to it, and, and it's really sad too, cause you see this in like the video game industry where, um, everything has to be the best, like better than last year, or everything has to look better than last year or whatever. And instead of like, and then you have all these games that are just so lacking and stuff. Uh, They're just like realistic and that's it. Yeah. And like, eventually we're going to get to the point point. we're getting pretty close to that. Like for example, that, um, that one game that came out, was it, uh, Kenna or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that one, like, people were saying, wow, this is, like, Pixar graphics. Yep. And I remember for the longest time, uh, we would play games, and and it seemed like every year we're like, finally it's here. These games look like Pixar now. Like, wow, this looks so good. And then Pixar themselves start advancing, and, and now it's like video games are getting to the point where they're almost surpassing what Pixar can do, uh, or they're getting at least close to it, um, to being just like Pixar. Sure. Did you see uh, Toy Story 4? Yeah, I did. It, it looks amazing. Yeah. I didn't watch the movie, but I saw like the breakdown of, of what they do in it, and it's pretty it's pretty amazing. But you know what's crazy is now we look at it, and we're a lot closer to even that than we are back when you know we first like the first Toys R Us, you know, or not Toys R Us, uh, Toy Story. Oh, like, we, um, we surpassed the original Toy Story a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, if you took if you took Toy Story for example, like the original Toy Story. And then you put where we were with video games, you know, PlayStation, or not even, I don't even know if PS2 is out yet, um, like PlayStation uh, or Nintendo, like 64-ish. And then you look at place. Uh, actually, I don't even know if those were out yet. Well, <laughs> Toy Story came out in 1995. Um, I think yeah, the so first PlayStation was coming out around there. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you look at the graphics then compared to that, like, yeah, that, there's a pretty major gap. But now if we look at um, what it looks like now, like Pixar does now, and compared to graphics we have now, the distance, like the, the difference between um, the those are so small. Uh, and, and it's just such a huge gap between, you, you know, the last, like, first, first generations of that. You know, it's just ridiculous. So, like, we were coming so close to being um, just one for one or even surpassing it. Like it's just yeah. technology. just blow. It's crazy. So eventually what I'm kind of getting at is eventually we're going to, I feel like we're going to get to, I mean, we're getting to that point of diminished returns. Like you only can make it so realistic, right? You have to start thinking more about the, the substance of the game, um, you know, being a little more uh, smart with like how you're presenting the things you can, you can fill the screen with just a million like infinite particles or something. But, like, that only goes so far. It looks amazing the first couple times and stuff, but and then showing how efficient it runs on the computer or, or game console or whatever. But, um, you know, you're, you're still going to have to, like... I, I think we're going to eventually enter in a day and age where the only thing that's going to make a game really successful is the substance of what the game has uh, because people are just not going to care about are graphics we, Are we going back in time? <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna expect the the graphics to be absolutely phenomenal regardless. I mean, it's to the point where um, there's it's gonna be to the point where people just will not accept any games that have like a certain style because it may just be not be you know acceptable anymore or something. I don't know. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. Probably in ten years or so, we're going to start seeing some really crazy uh, trends. I mean, we're seeing them nowadays too. But um, 
yeah, it's just, uh, I'm hoping that will come sooner <laughs> than later is seeing just quality out the door or quality everywhere. Uh, quality? Um, I don't know, man. There are not lots yeah. of companies who don't care about quality, but yeah. I'm like, thankfully there are those that do care about quality still exist. And hopefully they always will be. And I do want to say yeah. that I want to confirm that, yeah, PlayStation 1, the first PlayStation was was indeed in 1995 um, when they made its way over here to the States. It was on September. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, either way, I think it's a good, stop, uh, good place to stop for the podcast mm-hmm. today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, 